and welcome to Connor's HR and All Change podcast series. This series is designed to take a look at, at the important issues and agenda items that are high on the HR agenda list at the moment. Each session will be focused on stories making, that are making headlines, the current pressing debates and topics that our listeners will want to hear about. Today I'm joined by Rebecca Corker, who's Head of HR at McLaren Automotive. Welcome, Rebecca. It's an absolute pleasure to have you join us. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, Rebecca, the pandemic has focused on the complexities of lots of different people in the industry, but particularly the cohort of working parents due to those pieces of homeschooling, caring responsibilities, all those extra demands that have been on working parents. But what I wanted to talk to you about today specifically is your experience of being a working mum and that return to work piece after you had your children. So um, I think the first question I'd like to ask you, Becca, is do you feel that mothers and or parents returning to work get adequately supported in general, not necessarily just at, at McLaren Automotive, but in general? Yeah, and I think this this was a really interesting question for me because um, I think from what I from what I see both in our business and generally speaking to people that I know is that experience can really vary. Um, and, and when you actually look at what's underneath it, so so why does it vary so widely, even in, in one business with one set of procedures and standards? Um, it really seems to connect with that experience running up to that period of leave, that contact during the time that people are out of the business. And then, you know, really that relationship between specifically that manager and, and, and that employee, but really that connectedness with the business. Um, and also, I think that appreciation of just the emotional load and, and the changing dynamics of what that employee then goes through when they're out of the office, because that that parenting experience is, is really different depending on the individual, the particular circumstances at that time. Um, you know, I think back at my experience and my most recent maternity leave was during lockdown um, and coming back to work when, you know, we'd kind of gone into the whole furlough, who was furloughed, who was not furloughed. I went on maternity leave. So the whole business effectively went on maternity leave with me for a very, you know, for, for one particular point during that time. Um, but but the thing I think that really makes either a successful experience or a more challenging experience is that connectedness and that communication, not so much the formal process. But that, that relationship piece and, you know, we, we talk about keeping in touch days and, and how that works. But I think it's more that really authentic communication to make people feel comfortable and confident. So you really manage that psychological contract as people are leaving the workplace while they're out the workplace and as they come back in. And that's very much a two party role between that manager and that employee. Um, and, and that support will really vary depending on a number of different factors, which I think is in essence what makes it so difficult for businesses to really kind of get grab it and get their hands around it. Um, but yeah, so that's I guess I kind of sit on the fence with that answer a little bit because it it, it depends on so many different factors. Yeah. Um, but I, I do really passionately believe that there's a big opportunity for it to be a more impactful, positive experience just because I think there's such a value for people having had that time out of the business, coming back in, fresh pair of eyes, not having been so in the operational space, um, that, that can be a really powerful experience for the business as, as well as for the individual. So you kind of miss all of those opportunities if you don't, if you don't get your arms around that process. 
Yeah. Do you think that there could be more done when we talk about kit days, that keep in touch day system that most organisations have for when people are off? But do you think that organisations could do more to pre-prepare people going out and then talking to them genuinely about the experience that other people have had? Because I think certainly with a first child, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what to expect. And as you say, everybody's different, but there are some common threads. There are some things that happen to most people um, that I think if people could be more open and share that dialogue up front, it might be helpful. What do you think? Yeah, and I think the the big thing, and I say this to everyone I know, so people in my team that are expecting children or have had children or, or any friends, family, whoever, what I always say is it's absolutely fine to feel the way you feel. I see a lot of people that feel guilty because they're looking forward to that time away from work. Um, you know, and I think for women, maternity leave is both a massive challenge, but a massive opportunity to take take a step back and actually not be in that operational business place every day. Mm. Men don't always get that same experience. They do increasingly now, which is great. But you know what? It's OK to look forward to that time away from the workplace. Um, and it's OK to also look forward to that time coming back into the workplace. I think there's a lot of um, a little bit like you have survivor syndrome when you go through redundancy is a little mm-hmm. bit like, am I OK to feel like this? Can I say this to my manager? Um, is it OK to say, actually, a kit day, I, I find that a real challenge, but I'm happy to do a piece of work or give me something that I can do while I'm out of the workplace that keeps my mind going, but equally isn't on a deadline or or also critical to kind of be delivering at a regular point during that time. Mm. So I think it's that it's that give and take, which I guess comes back to my previous answer about being really open and having that really authentic relationship to say, actually, how do you feel about being away from work? How do you feel about coming back in? And then you can work together to um, manage that set of circumstances. I'm a very open book with this. So I was very fortunate that with with my boss, with my maternity leave, and I've got three children, so I've had a reasonable stab at kind of a number of different um, scenarios in there now. I've always been pretty open about the fact that one, I look forward to the time away from work, but two, I know about seven months when the baby's about seven months old, if I haven't already started coming back to work, I'm climbing the walls at home. Yes. And my husband is like, please go and interact with other adults and start going back to work mm-hmm. because that's in my makeup. I can't can't say why, but I know that I miss it. Um, and I stay in touch with people while I'm out because I miss that contact with what's going on at work. I'm genuinely really interested in it. Um, whereas some people will take it as an opportunity to actually feel differently about what they do and they might want to adjust their working patterns altogether. They may feel bad or not so confident saying, actually, I don't want to come back full time. I'm really worried about it. How can we work through this or what should I be thinking about? You get caught in the dynamics of is it a flexible working request? Is it requesting yes. part-time hours? What is it? And I'm like, before you even get there, what's going on? How are you feeling about it? But a manager being confident enough to say to, you know, potentially male manager, female has been away from work. Do they feel okay and confident to go, how do you feel about it? It's okay to feel not okay. Mm. Let's talk about it. And if they can't talk to their manager, who can they talk to? So that network point that you made, absolutely. Giving them that safe space to talk honestly about how they're feeling. That's the way you work through it and, and manage that successfully, I think. Yeah. And I think that brings me on to the next point, really. You know, when you're in an environment where, Um, line managers haven't had those conversations before they don't know how to even start the conversation where 
how should organisations signpost that support? Should it be HR that are going to women and talking to them about it? Should they be re-educating the line managers? I think it's really important that organisations know that that dialogue, that expert on return to work is something that should be out in the open. It's one of those taboo subjects. Um, so on that point, do you think you'd like to see a shift in the way that HR support that? Or do you think that it's, it's again, it's a an organisational dependent um, approach that you need to take? So I have quite a strong view that says it's a, it's a human approach that you have to take. Now, mm -hmm. I think that I'm more qualified to talk to any returning parent than ever before because I've been a returning parent. Because you've done it. And I'm also and I'm also one of those people that I'm quite open and you can I, I like to think you could come and have the conversation. Now, I know in a business, actually, that might not be someone in the HR team that might not be a manager or, or it might be. It could be somebody else. So I, I'm, I feel quite strongly that they're, you know, buddying people up who've got kind of a shared experience or the opportunity to have a good conversation um, and are in the best place to do that. Um, is is probably the most effective way of doing it. If I think about earlier in my career, would I have felt so confident? Could I ask that question? How would someone feel if you asked that question? Um, but equally, I have to be mindful that my experience won't necessarily be the same experience that that someone else is going mm. through. Um, but it's the the psychology of the the return to work, that that time out of the workplace, um, and and equally with with working dads, you know that that new emotional load. Because, you know, in, in our workplace, it's not so common for, you know, we're a predominantly male workplace. They're normally the supportive working, you know, the supporting the working mother who, who yes. will work somewhere else. So we almost have, you know, I have quite a lot of conversations in my business that says, you know, your wife's due to go back to work soon with her employer. How are you supporting her through that? Oh, am I meant to support her through yeah, that? Yeah, is I that my you know, job? <laughs> I yeah, exactly. I didn't realise. And then I have this lovely speech prepared, which is like, right, let me just explain about the emotional load of the working mother. Equally could be the working father, because, you know, ple really pleased to see, especially in our business, we have a lot more parents that are sharing the load in terms of, you know, the logistics of managing children around different scenarios. Um, but it is that I think, I think businesses have a role to play for the parent themselves, but supporting the parents even if it's not the the returning parent that you that you yes, employ, absolutely. Um, so I think it's it's I think businesses have a role to play in terms of supporting the dynamics of working parents, and I deliberately use the vague phrase of the dynamics because it won't necessarily be th the same set of circumstances e each time. Yeah. Um, and I think you know with the you know with everything that we experienced through COVID and returning people to work, it was you know, even returning into the office now, it's that suddenly that reappearance of, oh, I'm back to being a working parent. I had homeschool, nursery, my job all happening in my house. Now I've got that, I've got to move children between various different scenarios and move myself. That's, yes. you know, and that takes time to, so almost everyone's kind of going back through that returning parent to some extent, because the scenarios and the circumstances have changed and the game's changed a little bit. Yeah, and I think you're right. It's it's that piece where individuals have to relearn their routines. Yeah. Um, and as you say, if you, you know, one child to three children, having them in different locations, having them in different timings, and still getting into the office in time, prepared for the day. Um, people who don't have children or who've had children a long time ago probably forget those dynamics yeah. and how that impacts people on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that businesses make enough 
effort to specifically call out the options. So we talked about the fact that there isn't a cookie cutter approach and it's not straightforward and you can't say that one policy and one approach fits all. But do you think that businesses are um, open enough to say, look, your circumstances might be different. I'll give you a scenario. Um, a lot of women feel guilty about wanting to come to back to work earlier yeah. than the year. Again, I've I've experienced many um, women that have said to me, is it OK for me to come back after six months? How long do I have to take my maternity leave for? And again, the assumptions that are made yes. often mean that people don't really get the, the right information. So it'd be interesting to get your take on that and how you feel that could be managed differently. No, absolutely. And it's that real that, that real fine line between how much how much information do you share because we get caught in the kind of the policy document and the yes. steps that you must follow um i'm a big fan of the scenario document that goes alongside it so i mean i think every hr team in the world got really good during the last 18 months at a fantastic faq document but it is that whole you know that scenario of what if i want that you know i need to come back when my enhanced maternity pay or when that particular bit of maternity pay finishes i need to be back at work at that point how do I engineer a set of circumstances that mean that can work? Can mm. I take half days and build up my kit day bank or, or piggy bank? You know, what what is the business's approach to that? Mm. I think a lot of working parents um, want to know that the question they ask is going to get a positive answer from the business. So how do you give them that comfort, confidence or steer them in a way that means actually they're confident coming to the table to ask their question? Now, equally, I've seen scenarios where they've decided the answer that they want or the answer that they need, but they kind of come and ask it in a, this is like a demand. This is yes. what I want. And then you get into the whole, I understand that's what you want, but can we just understand that what sits behind it? Because actually from a business point of view, we could be in a position where we can propose something better that could work or, or put some new ideas on the table. So it is, it's, back to that relationship point that goes actually how do the parties engage both positively and in the right spirit because equally being a returning parent and working in an HR team I know things change so yes. I know that the reality of you know you get through that first week and it's like pure survival high five made it to the end of week one everyone was where they should be in correct uniform or with water bottles whatever that whatever that looks like but by week three actually that's become a little bit more impossible actually the traffic wasn't what I thought it was actually my child's in nursery so that first month and I say this to every parent nursery's great because it's really reliable you're not relying on a childminder going sick but they're going to get every bug going absolutely Do it now because you're going to get it either now or when they start school get it out of the way but be ready for the fact you're going to be calling in sick because your child's sick or you know don't don't be afraid of those scenarios where you're like, oh, my child's ill, I can't come to work today. That's going to be a phrase you're going to use a few times now. Let's get comfortable with it. Um, and, and just building up those scenarios. So we're basing the thinking on reality with some flex in there rather than an aspirational set of this is what I would like it to be. Let's let's fix everything in cement now, actually. Let's build up to it. Let's get through those first couple of months at nursery. How do you feel about it? And, you know, yeah. those check-ins as you go through. And have that regular review. Because once they're back day one, that's lovely, but that's not back to work. That's not a full on, you know, you need to give them space to warm back up. Um, I've seen a lot of people, and I've done it myself, you burn down that annual leave that you've accrued by coming back in 
part-time, build yourself back up. You know, before I know it, I'm back full-time just because that's in my nature. But for other people, it's like actually that that phasing and that that step through is really helpful just to make sure you've got all your bases covered as you come back in. There's so many different ways that you can flex that experience. If the conversation is positive and the thinking is there and everyone feels like they're entering into it in a prepared way, rather than being blindsided by, I was expecting you back full-time day one, that's not the reality, I'm not happy. Yeah, and I think, you know, going back to our conversation earlier about preparation, if a returning to work parent knows, for instance, that there's different types of leave that they can pull on and utilise for yeah. that process, it does take away that um, pressure of, oh, I've used up all my annual leave and my child's been sick and I still need some downtime. Um, having those FAQs and examples of we've seen this before, we've heard it before and it's not abnormal gives that parent some reassurance, doesn't it? Yeah, and those energy levels are really tough because the the, the bit I think that businesses have a real to, uh, role to play in is actually that well-being piece when people are coming back into the business. Because working parent energy levels, you can either be on an adrenaline high, it's going well, and when it doesn't go well, it goes terribly. Yeah. And it's that actually that well-being piece that goes, that is okay, you know. And I think the the most successful businesses and you know where I think you get those real positive experiences that go, it's okay to not be okay do what you can and if you can't stop don't let's not try and burn everyone out in the process of this but that open communication so that you kind of walk together into that it's not okay actually it's difficult let's put some support around so that actually you know I think one of the worst things one of the biggest challenges of the working parent is when you feel you're letting other people down because of your outside of work life and so I'm like I, I think it helps me or it, or I know it helps me to be very open. Maybe it doesn't so much help the people around me because my team know far too much about being a working parent without necessarily having to. <laughs> but I know and they know what's going on. So they don't feel like we're not connected, even though I'm not online all of the hours of the day because something's happened or whatever. And equally, I've been in meetings where I've had to go, right, nursery are on the phone. We know how this is going to go. I'll be back online later. And they can pick up and run because they know what's going on and there's that constant communication. And do you think that managers that are experiencing that as well have a role to play in in making that okay for people? You know, as a line manager, if you've got your own children and you need to take a call, doing that whilst you're online with your team gives that endorsement that those behaviours are okay. And that's what we all need to do as parents. I think one of the one of the positives from the pandemic and I'm a big focuser on Leo, what are the positives because we've all talked about the kind of the challenges but one of the big positives I think is everyone recognized that everyone is human and they have a life outside of work like they have stuff going on so you know I've been in calls where I've had to say you know I'm sorry CEO of our business my child is just kicking off at daddy because of a nappy change I was very fortunate my husband was furloughed so actually when I was doing some of these calls he was in charge of the children but they were in the house so you could hear what was going on and I would be on calls with directors or senior managers in the business um, and those men who have never experienced this before were trying to sort out homeschool like literally in the background of their call or you could hear the kids running around and a number of them would say to me I didn't realize what my partner wife had to deal with being juggling this and a job because both parents would be sitting in different rooms but equally their children would be in one room having to do their lessons and they were almost tag teaming who did what shift and Mm. so I think everyone got a lot of insight into that work-life balance from a really different pair of eyes so even people that didn't have children were suddenly having to appreciate that actually there's all these other dynamics playing out in in people's lives 
on screen, on Teams, you know, my children got greater. I asked for a snack now because mummy's on an interview. I know it's going to be a yes. Um, yeah, so absolutely. So I think that that empathy, how do we bottle that and carry that on through? Because the back to the relationship piece, those wooden or those managers that just won't have that human approach into those conversations because it's not comfortable. It's not something they've experienced or had conversations before. How do we either get them comfortable or get them to admit, I'm not comfortable with this. Please, will you help me with those conversations? Yeah. Some managers, it will be as straightforward as, I'm not going to be good at this. Please, can you have those conversations for me? And, you know, I say to my team, like, absolutely. The important thing is the dialogue is there. I don't really mind who is. I'm I'm more keen that actually we get everything on the table and we can and support through that. We'll bring the manager up the curve to get them more confident with those conversations. But actually have we caught all the information that we need to give a positive experience to our employee, to our manager, to our business? Yeah. So I think in summary, Becca, what I'm hearing from you is there's a number of key things about this for um, businesses to be successful and to support their working parents. It's about communication. It's about preparation, but it's about understanding the dynamic and relationship between employees and their line managers and for businesses to step in if they need to, to say, we know that this group of people has a line manager that maybe isn't great at this dialogue. So yeah. we need to help them, support them to a understand, reflect on their own experiences. Um, and I think one thing we all find is that the pandemic, whilst it's been terrible and tragic for so many reasons, there have been some positives. People yeah. have learnt and seen how to appreciate other people's perspectives. It's been a really positive outcome from that point of view. So, so just to finish off, Becca, if you were to if you were to come up with sort of one key thing or two key things that you would make businesses think about when they're managing working parents what what would those piece those um examples or pieces of advice be so i think most importantly i would draw everyone's attention to managing the emotional and the psychological psychological piece behind returning to work so being absent from work for a period of time and that that returning piece because mm -hmm. i think that that helps manage the confidence levels and i think everyone just feels a bit stronger when they recognize actually there's some emotional boundaries in here there's the psychology of how is everyone feeling like let's not just go into a what date are you back in and what hours are you working yeah the the emotional piece that sits behind there um, but I think the bit we talked about with the scenarios, um, I think, you know, letting people know or have access to information that goes, you don't, there's not just one necessary route forward here. There's a number of options. There's a number of questions or, or situations that you're going to be in. Let's, let's give some advanced information so people can do that thinking and understand actually where can they go? How do I build this network? Who else is a working parent in my team or in my business that I can tap into? Um, one of the things that I'm starting to ponder now is actually, do you create that working parent network? Yes. Is actually they can, you know, with that, is that a positive, is that going to have a positive impact on people that can share stories or scenarios or situations? Um, and actually that will support new people going into that working parenthood scenario um, mm. and, and support support them as they go through. Yeah. Do you, um, does McLaren have a return to work program per se do you actually have it as a as a mechanism for we know you're going to go off this is what's going to happen and when you come back we do this yes yeah, so we have we have kind of a, a set out say a policy and kind of a roadmap of, of how those things happen 
Um, but I do find that because of the nature of the different scenarios and the different areas in our business, it varies so greatly. We generally have it on a local level to go actually what works for those people and, and for that business. The bit that I think we will do more around is actually sharing more widely with the business that goes actually it could look like all of these different scenarios and just helping people to understand and access that. Mm, yeah, I agree. Becca, that's been so informative. Thank you very much. Um, really appreciate it. Um, just before we, we finish, um, do tune in to our next uh, sessions of web, uh, podcast. We've got a range of interesting topics to discuss in the forthcoming episodes, everything from implementation of CSR to for small businesses, encouraging um, and managing neurodiverse recruitment, menopause in the workplace and, and another many relevant topics that we're going to be talking about. But thank you, Becca, for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.